the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John and Pastor Ed, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Radio is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John and Pastor Ed on K-Praise. Welcome to our evening with us, and my name is Pastor John Simon, and I'll be here talking with you. And I have Ed, Pastor Ed Brody, he'll be along with me, and we are happy to be here tonight. We are uh, from El Cajon, California, and what we do, we are trying to break the cycle of homelessness. So I want to let Ed go ahead and introduce himself. So, Ed? Yeah, this is Pastor Ed. Uh, and uh, part of our program, we're, we're hoping to bring you some uh, enlightenment on the homeless situation. We're going to have guests on uh, from different uh, aspects of the homelessness. We'll have some homeless people on to speak. We'll have pastors. Uh, we're open to have some people from the court system. But just to try to give you an overview of everybody's perspective of homelessness, um, what we've found is uh, people are pretty biased one way or the other, and they don't really understand all of the aspects of homelessness. So we're going to try to enlighten you on that and uh, let you know that in, the, in the, our process and, and our desire is to try to help these people recover and uh, and get off of the streets and into uh into homes and back into uh, society uh, to break that cycle of homelessness. We find that they, uh, the homeless people tend to, they'll get off the street for a while and they end up back. Our goal is to, once we get them off the street, to let them restore their lives and get back to, uh, to what God has really called them to do. Well put, Ed. That's exactly what we're trying to do there. You know, Ed, I'd like to go ahead and start us off, if we could, in Isaiah 61.1. And I'd like to read this scripture. In Isaiah 61.1, it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. And he has sent me to bind up the broken heart, to proclaim freedom and captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners. Mm-hmm. You know, that strikes me uh, really uh, on my heart a lot there. It's, you know, it's the brokenhearted out there. They are so brokenhearted to being out there, and I run across it, and there's no hope in their eyes at all. And it seems like they get beat up. And, you know, you spend a little time with them, and you start talking with them, and you got to, you get to hear what's what's going on with them. You know, it's more or less of um, they feel they're, they're outcasts. They feel like they have no one to turn to. Even their own family at times won't accept them back in. So we are out there just to mend that broken heart and to give them hope. Yeah. What is your feelings on that? Well, the, the scripture you read is the foundation of, uh, of our belief and what we're trying to accomplish. Another uh, 
scripture that goes along with that that's part of our base is Isaiah 58. And I'm going to read the last half of uh, verse 6 because we've kind of included that, and I'll explain why as I go. The last half of verse 6, Isaiah 58, 6, says, uh, Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind the people. Uh, we see these chains as, uh, as uh, the world trying to hold them down. And, and uh, by going out there and sharing Christ, we want to bring the freedom to them, break those chains, let them see that there is freedom and there is hope. So we've kind of added that to it. But Isaiah 58.7 is, is really the foundation of what we're doing. It says, Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. And that last one, I get kind of a kick out of it because, you know, sometimes it is the hardest ones to share with are the family. But uh, these, these are the scriptures that we stand on. This is a calling, and it comes from the Old Testament. So homeless isn't new. Poor is not new. Uh, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, they tell you that homelessness will be with you always. And so we can do the best we can do to try to help some of these people to get off the streets, get back into uh, lives. And uh, <clears throat> so we've, we've based our, our program on these two scriptures as, as our... Uh, means as our base of our uh, program yes you're right so much right on that ed it is you know preaching the good news to them that's what's all about giving them the word of god and giving that that them the hope you know our calling is one of the great callings too i know that we have a scripture that i really dear to my heart ed and that would be in mm-hmm. deuteronomy 15 7 and 8 and you know it just it tells us to help our home our our, need, our brothers in need and our sisters in need and it's been going on since, you know, the beginning of mankind, you know, of all the people who have been poor and, and outcast and needy. You know, we're supposed to be there and to help them along with that. Old Testament is really a firm believer in that, too, along all the way up to the New Testament. So I want to like I like to read in uh, Deuteronomy 15, 7 and 8. If there is a poor man among your brothers in any of the towns of the land that the Lord your God has given you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward your poor brother. Rather be open-handed and freely lend him whatever he needs. You know, that strikes me in my heart there, Ed. We're out there not only sharing the good news with them, but we are out there to help them in any way we can. We put them in hotels. We help them um, get them in placement into facilities. If they need to go into a program, they were there in the courts to help them with their IDs, uh, to keep them out of incarceration, and just, you know, any way we can, along with the food and the clothing we give out to them, too. It's, you know, I feel as that each one of us that is, you know, that we hear our calling with the Lord, that we can take the time to help these poor people in need. And, and on the streets. So what do you feel about that, Ed? Well, I'm going to continue on in Deuteronomy 15 because verses 10 and 11 uh, follow up with that. And uh, I, I read from the New Living Translation, so it might be a little different than what you're used to. But uh, verse 10 says, Give generously to the poor, not grudgingly, for the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. Verse 11, There will always be some in the land who are poor, that's why I'm commanding you to share freely with the poor and with other Israelites in need. And 
and you can kind of replace that word Israelites with needy, uh, other need needy people who need our help. Uh, <clears throat> one of the things that uh, we try to do is, uh, you know, you want to share the gospel, and and to be honest, our main goal is to be, share the gospel. We're taking Jesus Christ out to the homeless and. Through Jesus Christ, we're trying to give them hope that there's uh, better things in life than where they're at now. Uh, <clears throat> and, and uh, you know, if you try to share Christ with homeless, if you try to share Christ with the homeless and they're hungry, their focus is on being hungry. Uh-huh. If you feed them, if you close them, you take care of the physical needs, they're more open to hearing the Word of God. Since we've been out there, um, people now come up to us and ask for prayer. They come up and ask for prayer, and that's uh, that's something that we've been striving to do is get them open to being able to pray for them. It's amazing when we first went out that uh, so many of us said, no, I'm fine, I don't need it. Now when we go around and ask them, would you like prayer? It's, yeah, I would. And uh, they're seeing the results of prayer out there. And so, well, not they're not all turning to Christ yet, they are seeing the results of prayer, and they are open to being prayed for. We have have had, uh, I think last count I saw was 10 people that have come to the Lord. We've had, uh, we baptized four people out in the field, um, and we've had, I think was there two that came to the church to be baptized. So we are having an effect. We are touching the people out there. And we are bringing Jesus Christ to them, and they're responsive to it. You know, Ed, absolutely. You know, um, since the time we've been doing this, we've been out there uh, going on, wow, five years now, going pretty soon six, um, um, being out there with them and helping them. Placement in homes, we've actually had people that we have taken off the streets who have been out there for like seven years. Can you believe it, being seven years, eight years years, out there on the streets? And place them in homes, and they're doing so well. And you know there's nothing better than sharing the Word of God. It brings that hope to them. You know, as many times as we have asked for prayer, we very rarely get a no. And that's amazing. So for you out there who want to do evangelist work, um, start them off. Tell them what God does for you and just let them know how you feel and ask them if they want prayer. Most of the time they'll take a prayer. Um, You know, and there's one thing that's when I ask them for prayer, I'll ask them, you know, God's right here listening. What do you want to pray about? And you know what? They're the most humblest people that I've seen out here. They will ask for a prayer for the other homeless people. Yes. Now, that strikes me. I, you know, they, I would have thought they would ask, please give me a place to stay. Uh, give me $100,000 or whatever it may be. But, you know, they ask for a prayer for the others and for them to be safe. Yes. And to me, I mean, you can't ask for more of a humble heart than that. That's I'm going to steal your thunder here for a minute, John, because John used an an illustration I think had a bigger impact on the homeless than about anything we've done. I'm going to use the dollar bill, not the $10 bill. Uh, uh, But uh, he picked up or held up a $1 bill. This is when when we meet out there, we set up tables with the food and and the clothing on it, and they gather around that. And interesting because when we pray to open to start, with the food and everything, they all join in. They all hold hands, yes. and uh, we circle around and, and pray for the food and pray for their day. 
But John used an illustration that I think had a bigger impact on them than anything I've seen. And uh, he took was talking about taking a dollar bill, and if you take that dollar bill, you scrunch it up and smash it, throw it on the ground, stomp on it, get it all muddy and everything. And then he asked the question, what is that dollar bill worth now? And, of course, the answer is it's still worth a dollar. And he said, that's the way you are with Christ. Amen. You, God, loves you, and there is nothing that you can do that will inhibit God from loving you. Whatever you've done, whatever you've, uh, things that have held you down, God sees through that, and he loves you, and he's waiting for you to turn to him. And it had a bigger impact on people out there than, than anything I've seen because they realized that they, too, are that dollar bill, that they were worth something at one time, and, and now they're at the bottom of the heap. But they still have that value to God. And what an impact it had on them out there. That, that was really good, John. You know, that's with everybody. You know, we feel like when we sin or we do things as not pleasing or if we were just in that lifestyle, we feel unworthy. And that is a calling for anybody who's out there and maybe they're feeling not worthy, um, that God values the same as that dollar bill. You are so worthy. And, and that was a big reflection for them because they didn't really think that they were worthy of anything. That's that loss of hope yeah, again. And absolutely. You know, Ed, and that's one of the blessings that we get to see out there. I, I, I would have never thought um, that God would have put me on this side of a ministry. Um, but I am so thankful every day that he has uh, because it shows how grateful I am to have a place that I can go and sleep in a bed and don't have to worry about someone really coming into my house. And the greatest thing is I get to see God in action, the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Just touching people and just, it's, you know, there's a lot of people say, you know, I don't hear God in my prayers. I don't see the action. And, you know, the old saying is um, you got to start it. You You got to go and do it. You know, I'll never forget when God told me, he says, um, John, you got to get up and go. And I said, go where? <laughs> and he told me, he says, you got to go and do what you got, you know, get the homeless ministry going and that. And I didn't know where to start, but you know what? The Holy Spirit guided me. And Ed, we have seen miracles upon miracles happen yes. through this, you know, through the trans, uh, Cornerstone Transitional Housing. Yes. And so what do you, what is your feedback on that. Well, you know, I, I, I like your statement. So many people say, I don't see answers to prayers. My guess is because you're not involved in ministry. Because if you're involved with men, in ministry, so is God. And if you're alert and watch when you pray for things, you'll see God answer prayer like you can't believe. A number of years ago, I uh, had a ministry in Tijuana. We were taking uh, food down and, and uh we sharing the gospel at uh, at a woman's home, and then we went out to a mission, and uh, we had such strange things given us, to us to take down there. And uh, the other gentleman that went down with me, his name was Ed also. We used to laugh about it, but every time we went down there, somebody would ask if we happened to have that particular item. So if you think God is not involved in ministry, you need to get into ministry and find out for yourself. If you're sitting in a pew and you're not seeing answered prayers, it's because you're not getting up out of that pew, out of that uh, chair. 
you need to get up and start getting active and involved in ministry. See what God is really doing out there. I, I, can't, I, I totally agree with you, Ed. Um, you know, um, there's a, a verse in Proverbs that I like to read here, too. You just brought up in my mem- uh, memory here when we were sitting here talking about that. And that is uh, Proverbs 19, and that would be verse 17. And that one states, says, He who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward him for what he does or has done. You know, um, to me, that strikes me um, as a person is, my reward is this. It's a reward of seeing how they get off the streets and how well they do. We have seen many of them that we took off the streets and how well they do. That is the greatest reward for me that um, that can be bestowed on me. It kind of brings me almost to tears because here's a person who was, you know, and they'll even say it, I, you know, I thank you for that hope. I thank you for following up and really doing this for us. And, and then, you know what, it, it wasn't really I. It was being obedient and listening to the Lord. The Lord is the one who guided me through this. It wasn't, like I said just a little bit ago, I would have never thought in my whole world that I'd ever choose. I, I never would have chose this side of the ministry. Yeah. But it was the prompting of the Holy Spirit and the Lord. And, and I think that's one of the biggest rewards. We expect that we're going to get rewards, which we will in heaven. But our rewards are here, and that is Amen. one of the greatest Amen. gifts that you can get. It, it, it keeps me humble. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, just kind of following that up with Galatians two ten, it says their only suggestion was that we keep on helping the poor, which I have always been eager to do. And you know, with the first time I went out and did a hospital visitation. Uh, I walked away. I was supposed to go in and help the uh, gentleman there and, and encourage him. And I come out of there just walking on clouds, and it really bothered me until I realized that that's God's reward for you helping somebody else. You would be amazed at how you feel when you help somebody else. Um, and, and so it's part of the motivation to keep you involved in this kind of thing. And we do get a lot of people who encourage us to continue what we're doing. And, you know, it's like anything else. Uh, there's bad times come up and you get a little discouraged. And when you show up at church on Sunday and somebody says, hey, I saw so somebody from the street that uh, had come to Christ because of you, I tell you, it's, it's like a, a shot in the arm. It really uh, invigorates you when you start uh, being encouraged by those around you. So they do suggest that we keep on working with the poor. They do encourage us to keep on doing what we're doing. You know, that uh, brought back memories. So back um, when we were first started out and we would go to programs and we would preach to the men. And there was like um, 60 or 80 of them. And then sometimes it's, I think it was even more. And when we got done preaching to them and the service was all over, they would, you know, they had a long day anyway, and most of them would, you know, they used to say they would run back to their bunks and go back to bed or go back into the rooms. But we had lines of people standing in there and wanted to talk. And you know what I found out? They wanted to, they just wanted someone to hear their story. They wanted to feel love. Yes. That's the thing yes. about it. They don't get the love out there as what we're getting from our families and our friends and the hope and and you know, does that does that remind you? Remember when we 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 went there and did that and preached the good news? Yeah. 
I mean, in the lines, the long lines. Yeah, yeah, there were. I remember one gentleman come up and uh, he was telling me, he said, you know, I, I think I have, uh, I think I've received Christ, but I don't know. Nobody can tell me. And I thought, I, I ended up helping him understand that, yes, he had received Christ and, and uh, we spent some time together. But I thought it's kind of sad that you lead somebody to Christ and then walk away and don't don't verify that they understand what's going on. You know, when when we lead somebody to Christ, we can't just walk away and let them try to survive by themselves because they're just not going to do it. You need to encourage them and help them through this accepting Christ and their growth. You know, that's a touching one there. You know, there's always been a verse in my heart, and that was in 17 again. You know, 1917 says, when we help the poor, we are honoring God and his creation. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's one of the biggest facts. So, folks out there, everybody can help uh, help the homeless. I mean, and if you can't get out there physically, you can definitely donate, you know, find out your church if they're doing the homeless or if you'd like to help us out with Cornerstone Transitional Housing we hit, we're on the um, internet, and you can go there and donate. And if you'd like to come out with us, I would like to give you my number. It would be um, 619-715-6915. Reach out to us, and and we'll direct you in the best way we can, yes. or you can be a part of this. Yes. It, it's such a rewarding factor, Ed. And, you know, um, there, you know, let's give them a little hope. I want to read out of a, a little hope for for us and that and them, I'm going to read out Romans 15, 13. Okay. And then uh, you can finish up with the scripture if you, um, that God puts on your heart. And in fifteen thirteen Romans, it says, may the, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I truly, truly agree with that. You know, it's not only the hope for us, too, that we're getting by the infilling of the Holy Spirit, but it's what we can spread to others. And and, and that's what it is. Um, I don't know about you, but I had a problem of self-centeredness, I guess you want to call it. <laughs> and you really wanted, you know, it's me, me, I, I. But, you know, when you get back that and you get past that break and you start looking for others and yes. start helping out there and there's an easy way, I always say, if you want to give to the, the help the poor, save your change. Throw your change in your jar and donate that. And, you know, and that's one way of giving. And, and, and I firmly believe in any way you can help, you're helping. And God doesn't let that go unnoticed. Right. And, and, again, I want to re- – if, if you're sitting in a pew, get involved. We had a woman who'd come out who had been a Christian for most of her life, I guess, and she came out with us and started sharing Christ with the, the homeless. And she come to us one day and she said, you know, I had a real experience. I was at a gas station and this woman next to me was having a little problem. So I went over and talked to her and she said, I ended up sharing Christ with her. I've never done that before. Well, by getting involved, by sharing Christ with other people, it becomes natural and it's not struggling. Uh, so... You need to be involved, and if you haven't shared Christ with people or or uh, talked to people about Christ, then you're really not doing what God has called you to do. You, one of the things you learn to do when you share with Christ is you listen for openings, because if you have a 
30-second conversation with somebody, you're going to find an opening where you can share Christ. You just got to get your foot in there <laughs> and, uh, and start doing it. But, uh, but, yeah, I recommend, again, get involved with ministry. Learn how to share Christ. And the only way you're going to really learn is by doing it. Absolutely. And if you would like to come out with us, we uh, meet out at Wells Park in El Cajon every Saturday at 1030 a.m., you can't miss us. We're the ones set up at the table, and uh, we got a lot of tables out there anyway, but we're out there sharing the Lord, uh, the, the word of uh, the Lord. So please come with us. Enjoy us. Uh, like I said, our phone number, if you'd like to get um, involved, would be 619-715-6915. And we have our internet, which is Cornerstone Transitional Housing. As we're wrapping up, I would like to give a shout-out to our partners and give them a big thank you. Our partnership is with Goodwill and Sombreros. Now, I'm Pastor John Simon, along with Pastor Ed Brody, and I would just want to say to everyone, God bless you, and a very good night. Yes. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John and Pastor Ed where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and will remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John and Pastor Ed here on K-Praise.